The book of Jude deals with apostasy, end times, got some pretty good revelation in it. But verse 20, we preached to you last week out of it, and uh, got a little bit different spin on it this week than I did last week. Verse 20, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And I hear a lot of people that are very Holy Ghost sensitive people. Uh, they talk about praying in the Holy Ghost. And like we said last week, Jack House said the old holiness people used to call it praying through. He said Baptists call it nothing because they never do any of it. Amen. That's funny. I like that. But uh, a lot of people uh, seem to hold a corner on the Holy Ghost and knowing Him and walking with Him. And the charismatics, your apostolics, they all want to talk about the initial evidence of the Holy Ghost. Well, I see the initial evidence of the Holy Ghost in Acts 4 is they spake the word with boldness. <laughs> Amen. And they, they perceived that Peter and John were ignorant and unlearned men, but they took knowledge that had been with Jesus. Why? Because they spake with boldness. Amen. Jesus was bold. He was full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. John the Baptist was bold. He was full of the Holy Ghost. And John did no miracles. A lot of people want to counterfeit the Holy Ghost. And uh, to me, they can, I don't care how you pray. I really, I don't care if you pray standing, sitting, laying down. Amen. I don't care if you walk right about I could care less how you pray. You want to use vain repetition? Go ahead. Uh, I don't care. I don't care if you scream. I don't care if you weep. I don't care if you cry. Praying in the Holy Ghost. I, a lot of people just say, make sure you're in the Spirit when you pray. Well, I'm in Christ. How's that? Amen. Is that good enough? And according to Romans 8, I don't know how to pray. So I need the Holy Ghost to make intercession for me according to the will of God because I don't know how to do it. But I do like the verse that said he helps my infirmities. Right. So he understands if I'm not feeling like praying. If I'm, in, if I'm having an infirmity and I'm aching and I'm hurting and I don't want to pray, somehow the Holy Ghost can come in my trouble and help me. Amen. People use their infirmities as an excuse not to pray or not to witness or not to go to church or not to read the Bible. I've seen the Holy Ghost helps my infirmity. He knows I got it. But the bottom line is, if me and you are going to pray, which you should, and you should have a relationship with the Lord, and listen, to me, the bottom line is, did you get through? Did you have a chat with the Father? And he's going to do something about your conversation. And if he sends an answer, I really don't care what kind of dance or jig you think you got to do to get him to answer. I want him to answer. Right? I mean, if he'll answer me sitting on a pew, praise God. If he'll answer me laying on the floor, praise God. If he'll answer me running around the building, praise God. I got an answer. That's the bottom line. That's what I'm interested in. Amen. I'm interested in a answer now. Somebody prayed and they prayed a certain way and they got an answer so they think that's the way you got to pray so they make that the model way to pray. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Martin Luther got saved because he got a bad case of dysentery. Reading the Bible. I don't think everybody ought, had a, ought to have an outhouse experience. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you want three weeks of dysentery, go ahead, help yourself. I just assume not have it. Amen. Amen. So, listen, I'm just talking about praying in the Holy Ghost, getting an answer to your prayers. Uh, one of the best things I find about getting an answer to your prayers, John 15, 7. He said, if my words abide in you and you abide in me, you can ask what you will and it will be done unto you and my Father. Here is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. How? I think it's about him answering your prayer because you're abiding in the Word. The Word's abiding in you. I think your prayer life's got something to do with how you spend time in the book. Amen? I'm not talking about being religious. I'm talking about if my words abide in you. 
Not knowledge about his words, but his words. I think it's got something to do with your relationship with the book. People have got a bad relationship with the book. I just, God may answer the prayer just because he's nice, kind, loving, compassionate, merciful. Amen. Amen. If ye been evil, not to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall the Heavenly Father give good gifts to them to ask them? Right? Matthew chapter 7, I believe that is. I like it. Amen. Asking you shall receive. Right? Seeking you shall find. Knock shall be open unto you. I, I just like all the prayer promises in the Bible. But last week we were preaching. I was preaching about praying in the Holy Ghost. And I got to looking at it a different way. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Getting the Holy Ghost involved. Amen. In your life. Getting them involved in a church service. Getting them involved in your prayer closet. Get them involved in your Bible reading. Get them involved in your home. Get them involved in your witnessing. Get them involved in your life. I mean, we got to have the Holy Ghost. Who is the Holy Ghost? It's the Spirit of Christ. Right? He came into my heart upon salvation. He's there. But I need Him. Amen. Active in every part of my life. I, I want to have fellowship with Him. I don't, want to, I don't want to grieve them. I don't want to quench them. I don't want to vex them. I want to have constant fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. But uh, I want to concentrate on the first part of this. He said, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves. Building up yourselves. Uh, Liken to this to spiritual exercise. Amen. Amen. People want to join the spa today. People want to go and, and they want to get involved and build up the flesh and pump up the flesh and get in their little leotards, amen, out in front of the mirrors, right? And they're just a pumping up, getting them little uh, spaghetti noodle biceps working, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they begin to look in the mirror and they're looking at each other. They get their muscle shirts on, you know, and they get their little tights on and, and they're working out and they're hoping to see something. I think they're trying to look to see if Arnold Schwarzenegger's winking back at him. Amen? Amen. I mean, listen, we're a long way away from all that. But uh, I used to lift a little iron, and uh, the Holy Ghost convicted me about it. I'm not telling you, but he convicted me about it. So what do you want to build the flesh up for? You need to build up the inner man. Amen? Amen, amen. Uh, how, how do you look spiritually? Amen. Do you look like Superman on the inside? <laughs> or do you look like a stick figure? <laughs> spiritually. We got people been saved 20, 30, 40 years. Spiritually, they look like a little stick figure. Right. They ain't got no spiritual muscles. They can't they can't beat whip themselves out of a wet paper bag, right? Spiritually. Now, we got a bunch of guys that are big, carnal, fleshly guys that run their mouth. We don't take anybody outside and stop them. But spiritually, they're wimps. Right? Right? we got a bunch of wimpy Christians when it comes to knowing the book. What's he say in 1 John 2? 1 John chapter number 2. Verse 12, I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven. You for his name's sake. I write unto you fathers because you've known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men because you've overcome the wicked one. I write unto you little children because you've known the father. I write unto you fathers because you've known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men because ye are strong. And the word of God abideth in you. And ye have overcome the wicked one. Isn't that something? Yeah. I write unto you young men because you're strong. What do you say to Titus? Titus chapter number 2. Titus chapter number 2. We're talking about building yourself up on your most holy faith. He says uh, in verse 6, Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works. Do you see that in a lot of churches today? In, in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech cannot be condemned because he, on the contrary part, may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient to their own masters and to please them well. In all things, not answering again, not prolonging, but showing good fidelity, that, a man, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. I mean, how's your adorning? 
Amen. How do, you, how, do you, how do you look spiritually? Are you building up yourself on your most holy faith? Amen. So how do we do that, preacher? Number one, I'll tell you how to, I'll tell you how to build yourself up on your most holy faith. Amen. You ready? Yeah. Amen. Submitting. There you go. Submitting yourselves unto God. Right? Submitting yourself to God's will. That's how you do it. What's God's will for your life? Submitting yourself to God's will, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves therefore unto God and resist the devil. He'll what? Flee from you. Draw an eye to God and he'll draw an eye to God. You want to build yourself up in the most holy faith? you got to submit yourself to God. You don't submit yourself to God. You can forget about a Christian life. You can forget about a Christian walk. Listen, you can become religious. You can do religious things. I mean, there's all kinds of lost people doing religious things. I mean, the Muslims pray five times a day. Amen. The average Baptist don't pray five times a week. Amen. They don't even pray over their dinners hardly anymore. Hello, amen. The only time they pray is say, God bless this lottery ticket I just bought for. I want to win that $1.5 billion. I promise I'll tithe. Right? Hello? Yeah. Amen. This would be surprised how many people, how many Christians out there buying that thing, hoping that they'll win, making lying to God, making all kinds of promises. Yeah. Hello, you know what you got to do? You got to submit yourself therefore unto God. You know, I like the verse over there where Abraham's talking to, uh, to the king of Sodom. And uh, he says, I don't want you to say you made Abraham rich. Amen? I wouldn't want Ohio Lottery to say I made Cliff rich. If I get rich, I want it to be because God made me rich, not because I went and played some dirty, wicked game and won it. Amen? God gives wealth, and if he wants to give me wealth, that's his business. Amen? And I really ain't interested in somebody wins it for them to dump a boatload in my bag. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. You said you're crazy, preacher. Love of money is root of all evil. Be content with such things as you have. Amen. I know one thing. If I won that thing and somebody gave it to me, I know I'd have friends I didn't even know existed. Amen. And there'd be all kinds of preachers in the ministry wanting me to help them out on the mission field. Amen. They wouldn't spit on me if I was on fire. But yet, as soon as you find out you got some money, the missionaries would be lining up. I'd have so many people in the parking lot, I'd have to borrow that parking lot next door just to wind up stocking up all the missionaries. And then I'd have to have armed guards here standing there watching me as I interview all the missionaries. Hello. I told my wife, you know what I'd do if I won the lottery tonight? I'd throw my cell phone away. Amen. Amen. Get rid of that thing. Why? People's going to be calling me, bugging me. I ain't interested. You weren't my friend 10 minutes ago. Hello. Now that I'm Mr. Moneybags, amen, what, what makes you my friend? Hello. Right? I'll go buy me a 50,000 acre ranch out in Montana, put a runway in there, and if a missionary really inter- I'm interested in, I'll fly him in. He'll come out to my private cabin, and we'll, have, we'll fish and we'll fellowship, Amen. Amen. Ride some horses, go on out there and talk about the ministry and I'll see what I can do for them. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now, let's get serious. <laughs> Building yourself up the most holy faith. Amen. Submitting yourself to God's will. Listen, what's one of the greatest verses on submitting to God's will? Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, Paul's beseeching them, he's imploring them, he's begging them, saying, hey, brethren, amen, I'm beseeching you by the mercies of God. That's how I got saved. According to his mercy, he saved me, right? Right? He's beseeched me to present my body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, with my reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, right? Be not conformed to this world, right? Right? Be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. Hello. Amen, amen, amen. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and that perfect will of God. You know what I want? I want the perfect will of God. Are you in the perfect will of God? Are you doing exactly what God wants you to do? Are you standing GPS exactly where God wants you? The GPS will of God for me tonight is to be right here in this pulpit. 
He said, how do you know? Because I'm not in another pulpit. Amen. Hello. <laughs> I'm where God wants me. Doing what God wants me to do. I've tried to shut this down. Can't do it. He opened it up. He'll shut it down when he's ready to shut it down. Trying to do God's will. I made this comment multiple times out in evangelism. And, uh, and I said at camp meetings and stuff, I said, when's the last time you preachers had anybody come up to you and say, Preacher, could you help me find God's will for my life? I want to do God's will. I don't want to miss God. I want God's will for my life. How many people want God's will tonight? I wonder when's the last time they ever asked God, God, what's your will for my life? Could you show me what the will of God is? God, what do you want me to do to please you and bring you honor and glory? I want to serve you the best way I know how, God. Lord, I want to be smack dab right in the middle of the perfect will of God. Most people never even include God in their plans. They're making plans. They begin a new year, 2016. My resolutions. And G-O-D ain't even mentioned in it. You think they want to find God's will? <laughs> what a joke, amen? They're trying to find their remote. Amen? So they can get a new, new channel on their cable, right? You want, you want to build yourself up? I'm talking about building yourself up. Seek God's will. Seek God, amen? It'll build you up. Amen. I want to build myself up. How about searching the scriptures? Searching the scriptures. I tell you what, that'll build you up. Amen. You spend time in that book. These are they which, what, testify me? Ain't that what Jesus said? For them you think you have eternal life? Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Listen, you want to be approved unto God? You build yourself up. How? Search the scriptures. Study the scriptures. Amen. That, that'll help you. Sure. Amen. That's John 5.39 for those of you who don't know your Bible. Amen. Say, so what's next, preacher? How about spreading the word? You ever spread the word? That'll build you up. Sure. They teach you how to spiritually spar with people. Sure. <laughs> Amen. Spread the word. Tell, spread the tidings all around. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Right? Amen. That's a good thing to do. Amen. He saves. Listen, he saved me. He'll save you. Sure. I like what Jimmy Hood said. I'm thinking about putting it on my truck. Keith Woodby's got it on his answering machine. Jimmy'd stand at a street corner. Hell's hot. Jesus saves. Your choice. Pretty good little street sermon, huh? Hell's hot. Jesus saves. Your choice. Hey, hell's hot. Jesus saves. Your choice. Pretty good sermon, huh? Spread the word. Hey, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Amen, you're going to burn. I know, nobody likes turn or burn. Okay, all right. Repent or perish. That's what Jesus said, didn't he? Yeah. Amen. Listen, people are going to die and go to hell. You know what we got to do? We got to spread the word. Hey, I know where there's living water. Amen. If you drink this water, you'll never thirst again. Come see a man who told me all about myself. Amen. There's hope. Come now, let us reason together, say the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Hey, good news from a far country. You don't have to die in your sins. God made provision through the death of his son. You can live forever. Amen. You want to live forever? He said he'd come to give you life and life more abundant. He is the bread of life. Would you come? Spread the word. Pretty simple. <laughs> Amen. Oh, yeah. For all you free willers, it's eternal. <laughs> <laughs> it's everlasting I don't have temporary life I got everlasting life Amen. it's not my life it's his yes, sir. Amen. amen I received the atonement 
Praise God. Amen. Build yourself up. How? Tell somebody about it. Amen. You want to build yourself up? How about supplicating in the Spirit? Supplicating. Supply. Yeah. Right? Right. You need anything? Yeah. If it's supply. He said he would. What do you need? He said he'd supply your need. He'll even give you a need. <laughs> How's that? Lord, I don't... <laughs> you know what the problem was with Laodicea? They had need of nothing. We don't need God. We got everything. Oh, my soul, you're in bad shape. Amen? Yeah. Supplicating in the Spirit. Amen? That's what we need to do. We need to learn how to pray. Supplicating, supply. Boy, I tell you what, I, I, I want to make sure that I'm making contact with heaven. I want to make sure that there's no wires undone. I don't have no loose connections anywhere. We brought out last week about if I regard iniquity in my heart, I won't, he won't hear me. If I ask according to my lust, amen, amen, he won't hear me because I'm asking amiss. But if I ask anything in the will of God, the Bible says being confident, amen, that I have the petitions, Amen of him. Let me read it just right. He says over here, he said, And this is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we, and if we know that he heareth us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of. What a, what a praying promise, amen. If I'm praying in the will of God, praise God, he's going to give me what I need. Praise God. Amen. Sometimes he might just have a need to do without. You just need to sit still. You just need to be quiet. Because I do have a verse of it that said, Be still and know that I'm God. When was the last time you just sat still and knew who I was? <laughs> yeah, man, that's a good one. When was the last time you ever thanked God for not having something? Paul said he learned how to be hungry and abound. Right? He learned how to be full and then suffer need. He learned both things. Amen? We're talking about building yourself up. Amen? What about Psalm 100, verse 2? Amen? What about serving the Lord? Right? Serve the Lord with gladness. Wouldn't that be funny? Huh? How do you build yourself up serving the Lord? Just being faithful to do what He asked you to do. Finding a need and trying to fulfill it. Just go out there and do something for God. You say, well, I'm not called to preach. Nobody said you had to be called to preach. Serve God. Amen. Amen. Carrying a meal to somebody that's needy. Put, helping somebody out that's got a, a problem. Helping somebody bear a burden. Amen. Where's somebody's willing to concern about somebody else's problems instead of their own? Amen. If we'd try to lift somebody else's burdens, maybe God would help carry our burden. If we'd help somebody else with a need, maybe God would make sure somebody's there to help us with our needs. You know, I think if we sowed a blessing, maybe we'd reap a few blessings. Yeah. Instead of sitting around running around the wheelbarrow waiting for somebody to fill our wheelbarrow up, why don't we go help somebody and dump some of our blessings out on them? I tell you what, there's one little fellow in life I wouldn't mind being. You know who I'm talking about? He's a little fellow. No. The lad who gave his lunch. Who fed a bunch. Huh? One of the most famous people in the Word of God, and he didn't even put his name down. There's just a little lad, huh? Just a little lad. A little lad. Gave his lunch. A few loaves and a few fishes. I bet his mommy never thought that when she packed his lunch that day to go hear Jesus, that would be one of the most famous lunches ever, ever was made in the world. Huh? <laughs> Listen, there's a little maid over there. Amen. It was Nam's, Nam the leper's maid. And she goes, oh, wouldn't to God that my, my master got a hold of the prophet of God. Little old maid. Huh? Little old widow woman. Listen, God helped use a bunch of them insignificant people in the Bible. There's a certain rich man. Amen. I don't know his name, but he went to hell. God used that rich man. He's preached all over the country. And a lot of people come to Christ because of that rich man's rejection. That ain't the way I want to be used. But God used them. Serving the Lord. Amen. What were you made for? 
Like Brother Esep said, sucking air and consuming products. Yeah, man. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah, amen. You want to build yourself up on your, on your most holy faith? I'll tell you what you got to do. You got to feed the inner man. Amen. How you doing on that? Amen. Hello. Feed the inner man. The Bible said the inward man is renewed day by day. Right. Amen. You know how you do it? Daily. Yeah. You get in that book daily. Pray daily. Walk with God daily. Amen. You got to feed that inner man. Hello. The inward man delights where? In the law of God. Amen. In thy law doth I meditate what? Day and night. Day and night. Amen. You got to feed the inner man. You want to you build yourself up. You want to be able to pray in the Holy Ghost. You want to have the power of God and the blessings of God in your life. You got to learn how to be able to be in the book. Amen. You got to starve the old man. Hello. Right. You ever, you ever starve him? How do, how, do, how, do, how do you starve the old man? Pardon? Fasting's one way. Yeah, that's pretty good. Amen. Don't stick groceries in his mouth. Amen. Thou be a man, give an appetite. Put a knife to thy throat. Hallelujah. Right, two natures struggle in my breast. The one is foul, the other blessed. The one I love, the old I, the new one I love, the old I hate. The one I feed will. You keep feeding the old man, he'll beat the inner man. You keep feeding the inner man, he'll eventually beat the old man. Amen. There's a wrestling match going on in in, in uh, Romans chapter number seven. You know what you got to do? You got to take it, feed him, starve him. Amen. Listen, the old nature's got appetites. Don't feed them. Amen. Amen. What's wrong with people? Why they're overweight? Stuff like that's because their appetite. Right? They grew up. Mom and daddy said you can't have no candy. So when they get they get out of the house, they eat all the candy. <laughs> Mom and daddy said you can't have the soda pops. So they get out of the house, they get all the soda pops. Yeah. Right? And nobody's put a regulator on how much ice cream I can eat. When I, when I was growing up, my mom gave me a scoop or two, and I look at that, and I said, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I got saved, I, I, and I get out of the house, and now I'm out there old enough to go buy my own ice cream, get a half gallon, get a spoon. <laughs> right? Like me. Amen. Me and my wife get married, and uh, she goes out and buys me some cereal. <laughs> I fill up. Half the box, first bowl, finish the milk off. I empty the whole box, eat it all up. She goes, man, this ain't going to be a good habit for long. Come on, man. Amen. A box of cereal per breakfast, man. That's just. Amen. I can afford it. I can buy it. I want it. I can afford a pizza. I want it. Amen. Amen. Hello. I didn't want to put no stopping places. I didn't want to portion or ration myself. Just let the flesh do whatever it wants to do. You're heading heart attack city. Amen. What you gotta do, you gotta rein him in. You gotta put some guidelines, some limits. You gotta crucify him. Yeah. This man, I wish he ate like this man eats. I wish this man yeah. Amen was fed like this man's fed. And I wish this man was pampered and cared for like this man is. We make too many provisions for that old rascal. Amen. So what do you got to do, preacher? You got to yield. Right? Yield to the new man. Who's the new man? Christ in you to hope and glory. Amen? That's, that's the ticket. You, you want to build yourself up in the most holy faith, feed the inner man, starve the old man, and yield to the new man. Amen? That's, listen, you want a victory. Right there's a victory. That's the keys to success. Amen. I can't get it any plainer. You want to have a successful Christian life? You want to have a blessed home? You want to have a blessed church? You want to have a blessed walk with God? Submit to God's will. Search the scriptures. Spread the word. Supplicate the spirit. Serve, find a way to serve the Lord. Feed the inner man. Starve the old man. And yield to the, inner, the new man. Amen. Good. So what do you got to do? Amen. Can I help you on that? You need to read your Bible daily. Huh? Amen. Hello? Amen. 
you got to read through annually. Yep. Amen. Amen. You need to go through your Bible at least once a year. Amen. Some guys go through ten. I, I ain't there. But listen, you got to at least be going through that book. Amen. Is that book going through you? Is it flushing you out? Right? And then you got to read what? Continually. Right? You got to read just you just got to read it to read it to read it to read it to read it. Let's go to John 8. I'll give you a secret. If people want a secret, I'll give you a secret right here. Amen. I'll give you a secret. Anybody want a secret? The secret of the Lord belongs to them that fear God. I'll give you a secret. John 8, verse 30. And as he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If, see there? Yeah. Need to circle that, if. If ye what? If you continue in my word, right, comma, then, circle that. It's a time element. It's a period of time. If you'll continue, not if you read a verse, not if you read a chapter, but if you continue in my word, then, time element, I don't know if it's a week, a month, a year, but you're continuing in the word. Showing yourself that, hey, God, I'm here. I mean business. I want to get something out of you. I, 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 it's not enough just to believe. God, I'm hungry and falling. I want you. I'm in your book. I'm continuing. I'm reading. I'm reading. I'm reading. I'm reading. I'm staying in it. I'm staying in it. I'm listening to it. Faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I'm continuing. Then, are you my disciples indeed? And, by the way, you shall know the truth. And the truth shall what? See, a lot of people want to look at this instantaneous, miraculous, immediate, spontaneous regeneration. Hello. And then God's going to solve all my problems if I just come to the altar and one, two, three, repeat after me. And God says, I'll make you free. He didn't say, I'll set you free. He said, I'll make you free. How are you going to do that, Lord? Well, I've got a little test for you. A test, yeah. Here's 66 books. I want you to spend some time in it and get, get acquainted with it. Because in there you'll learn my mind and you'll find out some things that I want you to do and some things I want you to give up, some places I want you to go. And uh, you'll begin to find out what I like and I dislike, so why don't you just spend some time in it. And through the process of you spending some time in it, you might come across a verse like Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then, time element, thou, you, thou shalt make thy way prosperous. You want to prosper? He said, I'm going to teach you how to do it yourself. I'm going to show you how to remove some things out of your life. I'm going to show you how to play some things in your life. And I'm going to get you in a position where you can make yourself prosperous. Oh, yeah, by the way, then, time element, thou shalt have good success. <laughs> how? Continuing in that book. Amen. Well, if that ain't enough, you'll stumble across Psalm 1. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of scornful. Who's your companions? You know what? You might have to change your companions. If you want to get made free, you might just have to change your company. Yeah. And the people you're hanging around with, like Hollywood, they ain't going to help you. Right? Sports, they ain't going to help you. College professors, most of them ain't going to help you. Who's going to help you? Maybe there's some counselors right here that yeah, might help man. you. How about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? How about Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Jeremiah? Maybe some of them guys, Zechariah and Habakkuk and Haggai and Obadiah, huh? Moses. Maybe, maybe a bunch of them guys. Maybe John the beloved, amen, might help you. Maybe Paul, right? Maybe James, maybe Peter. Maybe, maybe some of them guys in that book might be able to help you. Change your company, right? right? 
Lest a man walk not in the counsel of ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit and see his scornful, but his delight shall be in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, which bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Oh yeah, verse 4, the ungodly are not so. It means ungodly won't practice that. What do you got to do? You got to read daily. You got to read through annually. Amen? And you got to read continually. Amen. You want God's blessing in your life. Amen. Let me give you a couple other things you ought to do. Amen. He said, Preacher, what are you doing? I'm trying to get you to, amen, to build, up, build yourself up on your most holy faith. You need to witness openly. You don't need to be ashamed. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall not be ashamed. Amen. Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also the Greek. You know what you need to do? You need to witness openly. You know what that'll do? That'll help you. That'll build confidence. You say, Well, they'll laugh at me, make fun of me. Good. Your flesh needs to be burned. Amen. You need to witness openly. So what else? What else do I need to do? You'll learn how to walk orderly. You know what people's lives are? They're out of order. Ain't that what Paul says? Withdraw yourself from every person that what? Walks disorderly. Amen. We got too many people that like to be around a bunch of people that are rebels, that live on the edge, live on the line. How about somebody wants to get their life in order? You run around people that ain't got their life in order, your life will be out of order. You want to get your life in order? Hang around somebody that's got their life in order. You say, well, not everybody's got to have their act together. Well, I'd find somebody that's pretty much trying to get it that way. Amen. Hello? Amen. Get your act together. Walk orderly. God's interest in order. Right? God's not the author of confusion. And let everything be done how? Decent. Decent. Hmm. That probably means tucked in shirts, no cleavage. Huh. That's, that's decent, right? No cleavage, right? I mean, God teach you how to dress. Hello? Amen. There you go, preacher. Pulled out the clothesline. Listen, I'm talking about decent and in order. God's interested in us living in God. God does things in order. He, he doesn't, he's, he's not a mason. Amen. He doesn't make order out of chaos. <laughs> right? He can, but, it, but that's not his philosophy. Hello? You're going to like this one. Anybody want a war? War offensively. You know what you need to be? You need to be on the offense. Yeah, amen. Right? That's what he gave you a sword for. Amen. He gave you a bunch of defensive stuff because that's you know, attacks could have come at you. You got your shield of faith, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, loins go to barrel truth, feet shot preparation of gospel of peace. Nothing for the back. You're not supposed to be running. Right? And you got a sword. And we're supposed to go offensively with the sword. What Jesus said, it is written. It is written again. It is written. It is written. It is written. You know what you do? You take the word of God to him. You need to war offensively. Amen. I'm just trying to tell you how to build yourself up on your most holy faith. Amen. Just trying to help you tonight. (laughs) Just trying to give you some things. Anybody getting anything? Nah, Birch, this is this is old hat. Amen. It's a good hat. Amen. It's scriptural reading. There we go again. We're going back to the book. You know the books you read ought to be important. They ought to be scriptural. Amen. Right? Amen. I was reading Ripplinger's book about it. She says, the problem is we got a bunch of King James men going to NIV men. To try to get them to define the Bible for us. And she said, why, why do we got to go around all the time following their pattern and their, them framing the argument? They frame the argument. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? So what we got is a bunch of preachers out there trying to define what the Bible means. And so we're going to these guys with their definitions, their NIV, New ASV, ASV, RV definitions, and they're, tr- they're, they're filling our minds and our Bibles and our notes full of all these corrupt meanings. I like, I like what she said. This is one of the most significant things she said. She says, you know what happened? 
Eve didn't get the original sayings. She got it secondhand. See, that was her whole problem. She didn't get the originals. God told Adam, she got it secondhand. You know what we got? We got it secondhand. Amen. Hello. And what did the devil do? He questioned God's word. And God Eve to doubt God's word. Amen. And you know what they all say? They want to all get to what does it mean. I'd like to get back to what does it say? <laughs> What does it say? Men got a problem with what it says. They're trying to figure out what it means. But what does it say? Amen. Thou shalt not. What's that mean? <laughs> Should we eat or not eat? Should we touch it? The only reason God put a restriction on it because you're going to be wise. And if you'll come to the Greek scholars and the Hebrew scholars, we'll make you wise. Yeah, you'll make them dead. Yeah. Got to be careful on what you read. Amen? Yeah. Scriptural reading. Then you know what we need? We need straight preaching. Amen? Amen? Amen. The Bible says in Titus chapter number 1, it says over there, He manifests His Word through preaching. Amen? Amen. What's the book say? What's the, uh, help me, God, you'll get it through preaching. Right. Amen. You say, well, why do I got to go through a preacher? Why do I got to go to a pulpit? Why can't I just sit back and get it? God chose preaching. Who's going to preach to you? You need a preacher. Amen. You say, why do I need a preacher? Because we need preaching. Amen. I need preaching. I like what Sam Gipp said. He said, why do you read your Bible three hours a day? He said, because I'm that wicked. Amen. You know what I need? I need some sound teaching. Sound doctrine. Amen. Give sound words. Sound doctrine. Amen. I, I want to be sound. Something like safe and sound. That sounds good, doesn't it? Amen. I got a note here about sanctification versus justification. Amen. Justification makes me safe. Sanctification makes me sound. <laughs> oh, I like it. Amen. And then we need some spiritual singing. I'm fixing to say something. It's going to make a lot of people mad. So what is it, preacher? You can tell for the most part when the Holy Ghost is not in the song because they gotta they gotta work it up. They gotta get it going. They gotta get it, they gotta get it jamming, man. They gotta get your flesh, get the bebopping, get you to feeling good about that thing. Probably the Holy Ghost ain't in it. Well, man's gotta get it all whipped up and all worked up, and they gotta get it all jazzed up, and they gotta get everybody going. There's a good chance that they're trying to get your flesh going and getting the meat worked up just so they can say that, boy, it was good to be in the honky-tonk tonight. <laughs> right? Amen! I like it when God gets in it somebody begins to sing and tears begin to just start streaming down the face. Fleshly music don't do that. Amen? Just trying to help you tonight. I just, I just want to build myself up. How can we build ourselves up? You really want an easy one? Add to your faith. I found something out interesting today. What's the first thing you add to your faith? Huh? Virtue. You know what virtue is? Beside all this, beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Virtue. Moral excellence. Do you know the word moral is not in the Bible? Morals? Moral? It's virtue. That's a little bit higher. This is moral excellence. 
Because people got bad morals and people got good morals. One of the definitions or the synonyms or however you want to define it is manners. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Listen, moral excellence, a virtuous woman, that's a woman that has excellent manners and standards and conduct and character. It envelops all that. God said, add it. You know what that means? That's your responsibility to make sure you behave right and walk right and spit white. Amen. Hello. Right? Means you comb your hair. I hate this. Men are now even moosing all up, getting it un- unkept. Why, why is unkept kind of seeing preachers walking in with these little demonic goatees and everything, and then they got their hair all moosed up and stuff, and their Hawaiian shirts, you know, coming on in as they're hip with the church, and I'm hip with the young people. Oh, puke. Ugh. No wonder God's sick. Hello? You want to wear a Rick Warren beard, you ought to go to hell with them. Listen, they're punkifying and and uh, and they're and they're bringing everything down to just casual. Listen, if you're casual, you're casual. I'm just trying to talk about a concept, a mindset, flip flopping away. Listen, I know ladies got to wear flip flops, but I'm just talking about where we're cheapening everything down to where we're don't. Listen, I seen a marine the other day, man. Listen, yo, where's the soldiers for God that look good? I'm not talking about being a Pharisee. The Pharisees wear their little costumes. Amen. I know the Catholic priests wear theirs and the nun wears theirs. Amen. I still like that joke. Amen. Some old drunk winds up hitting hitting a nun. And uh, he gets arrested. And as they're hauling him in the back of the car, he says, You're not so tough, are you, Batman? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hello. Amen. I'm not talking about wearing a costume, but I'm just talking about where we, amen. I mean, years ago, man, we had to make sure we had a crease in our shirt and a crease in our trousers, amen, that we look good and we look nice when we come out of the house. Some of them make sure they look that way when they come out of their bedroom. You set a good example before their children. Now we got sloppy and anything goes. Come in come into church with your curlers and your bathrobes, amen. Yeah, that's the vineyard for you, amen. And the number one thing about all these casual churches, man, they want to jam you out. Heavy metal music. And now they're trying to bring in ACDC and all this other kind of satanic garbage into the churches. Amen. Where's some character? Add to your faith. What? Moral virtues. I mean, virtue, man. Virtue. And then what? Brotherly kindness. That's something you got to add. No, add to virtue knowledge. And the knowledge, temperance. And the temperance, patience. And patience, godliness. And the godliness, brotherly kindness. You know, Phil Kidd preached a message years ago. It's really put me under conviction. It's about time, preacher. You got under some kind of conviction. He preached preached a message on our children. He said, we've raised a lot of good children. He said, where's the godly children? Physical exercise profit little. Godliness profiteth with all. Right? Amen. Where's one of the first places it shows up about godliness in the New Testament? How about First uh, Timothy 2 in a prayer chapter? We're talking about praying in the Holy Ghost, aren't we? Yeah. Right? First Timothy 2, 9. In like manner also that women adorn themselves how? In modest apparel, shame, face, and sobriety, not with broidered hair, gold, or pearls, or costly ray, but which becometh women professing godliness. Isn't that something? Uh, women ain't godly no more. They don't, they don't dress godly. They dress sensual. Sensual. Where's that word sensual show up in your Bible? Can you name me a couple? Sensual devilish. Devilish, James 3. This wisdom. Where else? Uh, it's over Jude 2. Jude. Them that have not the yeah, right before right this verse we're talking about. Building yourself up on your most holy faith, right? Right? You're talking about ungodly, 
Ungodly, ungodly, ungodly. Verse 18, that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves. Sensual. Not having a spirit. Well, I'll tell you what. Sensual. Hey, preacher. How you doing? Right? Hello? Amen. I'm telling you. That's what they're doing. Right? They're, they're hiking their legs up. Amen. Spiking their shoes. Amen. Wig on when they're walking. Trying to get somebody's attention. Hello? They ain't, they ain't spiritual. These women come walking in like that. Amen. They look like Dixie Strip flashing when they come walking in. Look, say, instead of looking for the choir loft, they're saying, where's the barber pole? Hello? They look like pole dancers coming into church ready to sing. Hello, we wonder why God ain't showing up. Yeah. We're talking about praying in the Holy Ghost. We're talking about building ourselves up. I'm talking about adding your faith and moral excellence. We're sensual instead of spiritual. Godliness, and then brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, charity. If these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that something? You want to build yourself up? Add your faith. Add your faith. There's things you must put in the bowl if you want to bake a good cake for God. you got ingredients you can come up with yourself. Sure. Amen. So what do you need to do, preacher? How about give bountifully and cheerfully? What's some ways you can give bountifully? Put your time in, huh? Put your, some of your talents in, huh? How about the gift of helps? Well, wouldn't that be a good one? I can carry. I can clean. I can scrub. I can cut. I can paint. I can plaster. I can vacuum, right? I can pass out tracks. I can stamp literature. I can do all kinds of things for God. Hello? A lot of ways to give cheerfully and bountifully, but it, it takes away from me. Right? That's the whole issue, right? How about living happily? Happily ever after. You, you know what people are missing when it comes to living happily? God. Joy. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy. joy. They don't have joy. You know why? They're selfish. If you're going to live in the flesh, you shall die. You're going to wither up and die if you're living for yourself. Go out and be a blessing to somebody. Produce joy. <laughs> you know what? You'll be happy. Happy is what? The people that's in this case. Amen? There's a bunch of stuff in the Scriptures. You want to be real happy? I'll tell you how to get happy. Just step out of line. If you're a child of God, step out of line. Go ahead. Happy is the man the Lord corrected. <laughs> he loves me. Oh, he loves me. Hello? Right? Whom the Father loveth thee. Hey, the Bible says that you're happy if he corrects you. Amen? You be without correction. I, I'd be questioning. I'd be questioning what you are. Amen? I'm just trying to help you be, be happy. Listen, you want to build yourself up? I'll tell you how to build yourself up. Attend regularly. I don't know if that's how you spell it. Attend regularly. Amen? Amen. Show up to church. Yep. Show up to all the services. Right. Amen. You want to build yourself up? Can I, can I do a little math for you? Huh? How many weeks are there in a year? And if you attend four times a, a week, amen, 208 times minimum. Boy, 208 sermons. Wouldn't it be a blessing to get 208 sermons? But if you attend regularly, you're going to get more than that. Because if you have revivals and things like that or you attend other churches and you're faithful, you're, you're going to get a whole lot of preaching. Amen. And boy, you know what? Preaching's changed my life. I wonder how many sermons I've heard in 36 years of being saved. Sometimes I've heard, like when I was at pastor school, nine a day for five days in a row. 45 messages. Can you believe that? 45 messages. You go to camp meetings, you get them in the mornings, and then, and then you get five-minute sermons from people. I've got more out of some of them guys' five-minute, 15-minute message than I did some blowhard for an hour. 
Preacher, you ought to give attendance to that. Amen. Pay attention. You're on preaching. Amen. I'm just trying to help you. You want to build yourself up in your most holy faith? Die daily. Paul said, I die daily. 1 Corinthians 15. Amen. Crucify your flesh. Yeah. It's pretty simple, ain't it? Yeah. I know this has already been repeated up here, but we'll say it again. The Bible says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he'll what? Direct thy paths. Do everything prayerfully. You know what? If you seek God's face on everything you do, that'll build you up spiritually. Right? right? Be careful for nothing but in everything. See? But in everything. By prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. Amen? Amen? You know, you know what that means? It means you'll grow gradually. See, that's the problem right there. It's growing gradually. You say, why, preacher? Growth is imperceptible. I see my son now. He's six foot. But it was a long time, that little fella. Amen? And his little sissy kept looking down at him. But now she looks up to him. But it's imperceptible. Takes a long time. I mean, weightlifters begin to work out and they measure their arm. Eight inches. Eight and a quarter. Eight and a half. Right? Eventually they get a big old tennis ball there, ten. <laughs> huh? And then and then in walks Caleb. He's got cantaloupes. And you got this little grape sitting there. Right? Huh? And then, and then Caleb looks over and he's looking at his cantaloupes and then walks a guy with watermelons. <laughs> right? But that guy been lifting weights, right? 30 hours a week for 25 years. Right. You're not going to build muscle like that overnight. Amen? It, it takes a lot of work. You want to build spiritual muscles, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of weightlifting, a lot of repetition. A lot of time just doing the same thing over and 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 over right hello repetition you know how a woman gets get be a good cook right She's just over and over. Right? That's how they become good cooks. What? Over and over and over. Hello? Amen? You want to be a good cleaner? Right? You just don't walk up with a bottle of Windex and one rag and go, I'm a professional cleaner. No, it's scrub and scrub and scrub and wipe and clean and wipe. And then mama comes up. You got fingerprints there. But it takes over and over. Repetition, 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 repetition. Preach, how'd you learn the Bible? Repetition, repetition, repetition. Over and over and over and over and over and over and pray and pray and read and read and study and study and go and listen and go and listen and go and tell. Build muscles, spiritual muscles. How do you build yourself up on your most holy faith? You place faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the faith. You build your life on this. You build it on the rock and you begin to get in that book. You get God's mind. God begins to flush the junk out of your life. You begin to confess. You begin to grow. Amen. It's imperceptible. And then one day, Amen. you're praying in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost and you are having great fellowship. You're walking with God. God's walking with you. And you're getting your prayers answered. How? God, God ain't going to answer a lazy man's prayers. Amen? Well, maybe he did. But he answered Jonas, didn't he? He even sent a gourd in his life. And he's unthankful for it. Amen? But I'm just trying to tell you something. that It's something there's work involved. If you want to pray in the Holy Ghost, you've got to build yourself up. Right. 
Amen? Amen. God's not going to build you up for yourself. God's not going to walk over to the lazy boy, kick a man out of the chair, shut the television off. He said, now talk to me. The Holy Ghost don't do that. The Holy Ghost don't walk over. Amen. And stick some kind of drive in your head so now you got complete Bible knowledge. Right? It would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. And then what would you do with it? Right. What are you doing with the Bible verse you got now? Amen. Amen. Listen, God gives God's given us so much light. People say, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do it. Sure we do. We just don't want to. Right. You want to do something? You'll take your five verses you know and go tell somebody about them. The best thing to do is anytime God gives you something, go tell somebody. I don't care. Go tell a donkey. There's plenty of them on a street corner. Hello? Amen. Tell your dog. Go tell somebody. Hey, man, you ought to see the nugget God gave me. You know what Doc Ruckman said? He said the reason why God kept showing him stuff is because he kept telling it. Every time God showed him something, he'd tell it, and then he'd say, God say, all right, I'll give you something else. 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 And that man studied stuff and thought about stuff people ain't ever even thought of. And then he'll turn around when he's giving it to you. He'll say, you pray about that thing about four or five years? you pray about that about four or five years? And I'm going, four or five years? See, I want instant knowledge. I want instant success. See, I want my coffee hot when I come around the corner. I say, I want my hamburger, and then I'll pull up the next one, and I should have it. Right? Hello? Instant, 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 instant. Well, we don't have instant Bible. We don't have instant spirituality. We have instant salvation. But we don't have instant sanctification as far as our personal growth and separation on the Lord. That's a process. Amen? Now, I'm sanctified in the Spirit. But in the flesh and in my spiritual Christian life, amen, it's, it's a process. It's a grooming. It's a combing. Amen? It's a work. And that's the part that throws everybody out the window. Amen. Brother Nick, would you pray for us? Father, I thank you, Lord, for that good uh, challenging message, Lord, to build us up and our...